wondering how many of you out there have a dream. Do you have a dream? Maybe it's a dream you've had for a long, long time, or maybe it's a brand new dream that's come about just recently. A dream can be anything. Maybe you want to travel to Thailand or Ireland. Maybe you want to flip a house or take the grandkids to Disney World. Maybe you want to publish an article, design a quilt, write a book, or even hike the Grand Canyon. What is your dream? Welcome again to Celebrating 60-something. I appreciate you listening. Each one of you has been instrumental in making Celebrating 60-something a way above average beginning podcast, and I appreciate that so, so much. I hope that if you are enjoying the podcast that you'll pass along Celebrating 60-somethings information to somebody else who might be interested in listening, somebody who's between the ages of 55 and 75, because that's what I consider the give or take a few years. You could also help me out by rating this podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever other site you might listen to this on. And of course, it goes without saying, but I'm saying it, so I guess it doesn't go without saying. I would really appreciate a good rating. Thank you so much. So, back to dreaming. What is your dream? Because we are women, we are caregivers by nature. We're always taking care of those around us. We're doing something for somebody somewhere. We're making sure that everyone else has what they need. A clean shirt or a good meal for a husband, maybe a birthday gift for a friend, a casserole for a sick neighbor, the financial report for the boss, a babysitter for the grandbaby. We are the ones keeping things organized and running smoothly. And I feel safe in saying we enjoy it. Well, to one degree or another. It brings us satisfaction and contentment because, again, that's who we are. Caregivers, nurturers, fixers, and doers. I grew up in what I consider to be the best of all eras, and you did too. Growing up in the 50s, 60s, and 70s was very different than it is for the kids growing up now. Obviously, we didn't have the technology and all the gadgets that the world has today. However, having a simple life had its own advantages, I'm telling you. How many of these things can you remember? Just for fun. Remember when all the girls had to wear those hideously ugly gym uniforms? Or when the TV took five minutes to warm up after you turned it on? Do you remember when our male teachers wore neckties and the women teachers had their hair done and wore dresses every day? You could go to the service station and get your windshield clean and your oil checked and your gas pumped without asking for it. And it was all for free. And you got trading stamps to boot. Or maybe that was just at the grocery stores. I can't remember. Remember the glasses and the dish towels that were inside laundry detergent? I think my mom had a whole service for six or eight from laundry detergent boxes. Remember the newsreels that were always at the beginning of the movie? Remember telephone numbers with a word prefix like Axtel 5 or Franklin 3? How many of you remember 45 RPM records? Stop in the name of love. I had that one. Life was slower then, and much easier, and we've talked about that before. But today, everything is rushed. We want everything instantly. We have cell phones, laptops, and even watches that give us instant information. Instant coffee, instant potatoes, one-minute oatmeal, drive through restaurants, banks, dry cleaners, and even drive through churches get us in and out fast. And because things are really right at our fingertips, we cram more into our day. Our days are jam-packed from alarm clock buzzer to Jimmy Fallon. With all of our responsibilities, along with the fact that we are caretakers by nature, there sometimes can be very little time left for us. 
Or maybe we're just too tired to do the things we'd like to do, even at this stage of life when we have extra time. Or maybe tired isn't even the right word. Maybe we just lack enthusiasm. The years pass and our dreams go unfulfilled. My husband's employer has transferred us to several different states over the years, and several years ago, his last transfer found us back in our home state where we both grew up and where our parents still lived. My father had recently passed away, and I spent a lot of time that summer at my childhood home with my mom. We planted flowers in the yard, and I would take her places, and we just spent time together and talked quite a bit. We recalled old memories together and talked about the time this or that happened. She had a lot of keepsakes, pictures and treasures, which I mentioned in another podcast. But she kept a lot of her pictures and newspaper clippings and different little things that she had in a drawer in the hall. And she called the cabinet and drawers the linen closet and would often say throughout the years while holding a newspaper clipping or a picture, someday I'm going to write a book, so put this in the linen closet drawer for me. She wanted to write a book about her life, which I have to admit was pretty dang eventful. She was raised with 14 brothers and sisters. She worked as a crane operator during World War II and was a widow at the age of 30 with three children. She remarried and raised three more children. She lost a son in a tragic accident, and she was the national archery champion twice. She worked at a bank when most other mothers were stay-at-home mothers and so much more. Well, that fall, it became clear that she could no longer live alone, even with the help of family members, so Mom moved to an assisted living center, where, three years later, she passed away. It became the task of her five daughters to sort through her things and divide up the household goods. I opened the linen closet drawer, and there were all Mom's keepsakes and pictures. The words, someday I'm going to write a book, came to my mind, and I started to cry. I cried because I would have loved to have had that book had she written it. I would have loved to have read in its pages her memories of life, her thoughts, her feelings. I would have loved to have read again how she overcame so many adversities and dealt with disappointment. I would love to have read where she had recorded for future generations her quirky little sayings, her favorite poems and songs. It would have been so comforting at that sad, sad time to be able to have read my favorite parts over and over again. To look at the pictures and to laugh at the funny way my mother had of saying things, and only my sisters know exactly what I'm saying. But more than any of that, I cried for her. She had talked about it for years, and she had saved things she wanted to include in it, but for whatever reason, she never did it. She never made her dream happen. Other things got in the way. She grew old and couldn't remember things correctly. She waited too long to begin, and then it just seemed too overwhelming. Her dream just got tucked away in that drawer and mostly forgotten. Well, I believe that life is a cup to be filled right up until the very last minute. Someday, when I approach the end of my life, as you do, we will only be able to look backwards. I hope I look back on a life filled with not only challenges that I overcame or hardships that I endured, things that made me stronger. Those are important because they did develop our character and make us who we are. But I want to also look back on dreams that I fulfilled and goals that I accomplished. I hope I look back with joy and no regret for things unfinished. They say that people who are on their deathbed, when asked about their biggest regrets, they regret the things they did not do more than the things that they did. Well, right now, I'm still looking forward, and so are you. I believe that we're born to be successful, to accomplish goals and reach our dreams, or why else would we even have the ability to dream at all? Dreaming of something better is what hopefully motivates us and moves us forward. I've heard it said, it may be those who do most who dream most. Ladies, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, 
And whatever your dream, pull the dream out of the drawer. Whatever it is, finishing college, writing a book, running a 5K, taking a watercolor class, learning to scuba dive, hand-stitching a quilt, climbing Kilimanjaro, being a healthy size 6, traveling Europe, starting a business, or maybe even doing a podcast. Pull the dream out of the drawer, dust it off, and set it high on a shelf where you can see it every day. So let's be realistic here, ladies. If you have had a dream for most of your life to be a prom queen or to enter the Miss Baton Twirler of 1967 pageant, you might have missed your window. Find a different dream for this stage of your life. It isn't too late to do something exciting, fulfilling, fun, daring, and challenging. Get out there. Go for it. And send me an email and let me know all about it. I would love to interview you on a future podcast and find out how you did it. Ha! I'll bet you some of you are thinking, I'm not even sure what my dreams are anymore. Well, everyone has dreams. I don't care if you're a multimillionaire who can buy or do or go anywhere that you want. You still have dreams. How do I know that? Because some of the best things in life cannot be bought and because money is a lousy way of keeping score. You can't purchase accomplishment. So I know you have dreams all right. They just got shoved way in the back of the drawer and it's a junk drawer on top of that and it's full of all kinds of stuff. Not only are you having a hard time pulling your dream out of the drawer, you're having a hard time even finding it in there among all that clutter and confusion that we call life. And life can get pretty cluttered as we have already talked about. Sometimes the difficulties and hardships of life have a way of shattering our dreams and making us forget that we ever even had any. You don't get to be 60-something without having a few dreams shattered along the way. I testify, but I promise you there are still dreams tucked away in that drawer. Maybe they're under a lot of stuff, but they're in there. So how do you go about finding out what your dreams truly are? Well, that's an interesting question. Finding out what your dreams are requires a lot of listening. Now, this is not listening to others, but listening to yourself. If you listen to others, you hear their hopes and their dreams and not your own. So even if you fulfill them, you will not be fulfilled. If you're thinking, Mike has always wanted to go fishing in Alaska, so we're saving for a trip next fall, then you would be fulfilling Mike's dream. If you want to go fishing in Alaska because it would make you happy and you have wanted to see that beautiful state for as long as you can remember and you want that picture of you holding a giant salmon, then that is a legitimate dream. Of course you can go with Mike if that's his dream and I'm sure you'd have a wonderful time, but dreams are about checking things off of your bucket list. Also make sure that you don't hang your dream on someone else's hat rack, to borrow a phrase I just recently heard. What do I mean by that? Well, if it's your dream that you and your husband hike the Appalachians together, but your husband is a CEO of a company and a workaholic, your dream hinges on his ability to free up some time. You are hanging your dream on his hat rack. If it's your dream for your son to become a doctor, but your son loves throwing pots and wants to make pottery his career, you are hanging your dream on your son's hat rack. Get it off of there. This is your dream, not your son's or your husband's or anyone else's. Your dream must be deeply rooted in you, which I understand is very hard for women because we, like I said earlier, we tend to put everyone else first. If you know exactly what your lifelong dream is or you have a list in your head that's been there since you were a teenager, good for you. You're already on your way. But for those of you who need to figure out exactly what your dreams are, I have a little exercise for you. This is an assignment, so take note. And actually, this is good for anyone, not just people who are in their 60s. Even if your dreams are clearly defined, you might find out some surprising things about yourself by doing this little exercise. 
Find a quiet place and take some time to be still and listen. No electronics, no technology, just a pen and some paper. Now, just listen. Where does your mind go? What do you find yourself thinking about? What excites you and gets your heart pumping? What would you love to do either for fun or maybe even for a living if you were to begin again? What would you like to accomplish? Here's a good question to think about. What would you try if you were guaranteed to succeed? We've heard that question before. Think about what really thrills you or makes you wonder what would happen if you gave it your best shot. Our background and circumstances may have influenced who we are, but we are responsible for who we become, and we still have a lot of becoming left to do. Who do you dream about becoming? Next, you'll begin to write. Some say that you should stop and list each dream as it comes to mind, but I prefer to spend some quiet time thinking about the questions I just talked about, and then I begin to write. You should write quickly as the thoughts come to your mind, not worrying about the words you choose, the spelling or the grammar. Don't make a list, but keep your hand flowing, writing not only the dreams that come to mind, but anything else that pops into your head. Do you remember a time in high school when you and your best friend were discussing the future and your hopes and dreams? Write the memory down. Maybe you remember what your hopes and dreams were as you were getting dressed on your wedding day. Whatever memories come to mind, along with your hopes and dreams, include them in your writing and just keep your hand moving. If you were daydreaming only a week ago, what were you daydreaming about? Don't worry about your dreams being too foolish or crazy. Remember, you're dreaming. Just let the thoughts fly. Have you always wanted to go to Paris? Have you dreamed of singing on stage? Have you always wanted to open a fabric store? Has it been a secret wish of yours to learn the lost art of tatting? Maybe you've always wanted to write a children's book, finish your degree, or fish for that salmon in Alaska. Big or small, write them all down. When you're finished, you can go through and highlight, prioritize, and eliminate. But don't be surprised if you find the dreams are already in some sort of a crazy order. You may need to make some modifications here and there, but which are the most exciting and which would you like to do most? Which are more feasible? Which are important? Which ones should be eliminated? Yes, some dreams should be eliminated. As I just mentioned a minute ago, if you've graduated from high school, you're probably not ever going to be prom queen, so get over it. If you are dreaming of one-upping someone or doing something for spite, that isn't a dream. That is vengeance. I personally believe that what goes around comes around, so you better watch out. Now you can put them in an order where you can actually begin working on them, or maybe you just choose one. From this point on, you are taking action. You're not just dreaming anymore. From this point, you are making your dreams come true. Decide what the most difficult parts of the dream are and how you're going to start. Let's say your dream is to go to Ireland. You've always wanted to see the lush green hills and valleys of the Emerald Isle ever since you did a report on Ireland in fifth grade. However, being a single woman and a grocery store clerk at this stage of life, that dream doesn't seem very realistic, does it? That isn't true. Any logical person knows that it is feasible, but it's going to take time. Most dreams and most of what is worthwhile in life takes time. If this were my dream, I would start with a dream jar. My husband and I have a dream jar. This is where we put all of our spare change. All the change he pulls out of his pockets at night, all the change I find in the bottom of the washing machine, any change left over after paying for something. You'd be surprised at how quickly it adds up. For a single woman, it probably wouldn't be much, but the important thing is that she has a dream and she has started working towards it and she is moving in the right direction. When our dream changes from a dream to a goal and we begin actively moving towards that goal, Something wonderful happens. 
How many of you recognize these words to a famous song? A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams you lose your heartaches, whatever you wish for, you keep. Have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dream that you wish will come true. I love that song, and of course, what girl doesn't love the story of Cinderella? I also love Disneyland. It's especially magical when I'm there with my grandkids. But I think there's something missing from that song. As beautiful as it is, it implies that all you have to do is believe, and the dream that you wish will come true. Well, that's not so. Life is no Disneyland, girls. I can think of a song that better describes what we have to do if we want something. we got to make it happen. And I know most of you will remember this song. Wishing and hoping and thinking and praying, planning and dreaming each night of his charms that won't get you into his arms. I know I'm killing it, right? So if you're looking to find love you can share, all you gotta do is hold him and kiss him and love him and show him that you care. Right off the record label. There you have it. But I'll bet you remember that song. It probably wouldn't be too popular in today's world, but the message is clear. If we want to see results, girls, we have to take action. That's true with anything. And action brings hope. Once you start walking around the block, there is hope that you can run a marathon someday. There is no hope of ever running a marathon if you stay on the couch. Once you lose five pounds, there's hope that you will one day be a healthy size six. But there is no hope you will ever reach your goal if you never start. Action brings hope, and hope does wonderful things to people. It motivates and it inspires us. It gives us a reason to believe in ourselves and others. It heals depression. In fact, it's the very antithesis of depression. It gives purpose and meaning to our life. It fosters enthusiasm. Can our single woman planning a trip to Ireland use a little hope? You bet she can. What about motivation and inspiration? Probably a lot of both. Not only does action bring about hope, but action brings about its own rewards. Aha! Now there's the secret. Life is what happens when you are busy planning other things, right? Some dreams may take many years to complete, but let that dream bless your life in the meantime. Working out every day on your way to a size 6 can only bring about a firmer, more fit body now. You will feel better. Enjoy it while you work on your goal, even if it is several sizes away, or years away, or dollars away. What actions might our single woman take that would bring about positive results on their own? Well, let's see. She could study and read up on Ireland, finding the best cities to visit, the out-of-the-way places, the non-touristy sites— Knowing a lot about something's always a positive thing, no matter what it is. She could search the internet for the best travel deals and get an idea of what the trip might even cost. Then she could watch for good deals on several different travel sites. She could apply for an airline credit card that gives air miles and one buddy pass a year. It might only get her to New York, but hey, it's cheaper to fly from New York City to Dublin, Ireland than it is from Boise, Idaho to Dublin, Ireland. Maybe she could invite a friend to go with her. Talking and planning for a common goal can only strengthen a friendship and build determination and resolve. Plus, they could split the cost of the hotel rooms and Uber rides and those kinds of things. Budgeting every month, whatever your goal is, is a good thing in and of itself too. So that would be helpful. My point is, where there's a will, there's a way. Be creative. Enjoy the journey. The journey's called life, and there's still a lot of life left to live. 
You might as well go through it with a dream in your heart, a plan in your head, and a hop in your step. Who knows where it will take you? But please, ladies, take the dream out of the drawer. Well, that's the end for today. I hope that everybody's happy. I hope that things are going well in your life. I hope that if you are in the right category to receive the COVID vaccine and you think that's best for you, that you are going about and getting that done. And I hope it opens up a 2021 that we have all been waiting for. So get out there, ladies. Don't forget to pass the Celebrating 60-something podcast information on to others who might enjoy it. And if you get the opportunity and feel so inclined, please give us a good rating on the podcast site that you listen to it on. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time.